Sports Podcast. I said, Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast with Andy Ruther and Joe Prano. Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. Welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. I am your host, Andy Ruther. Coming to you live from the Rio Hotel in Las Vegas, Nevada, with my co-host today, Tug Coker. Hello, Andy. Road trip and Tug. One day road trip to Vegas, baby. Vegas. You hit me up about this Saturday, and uh, this is the joy of living close to this city we decided, I decided like 10 o'clock Saturday night, let's do a one-day road trip to Sin City to watch a little football, gamble a little, and uh, enjoy the day, enjoy the night. Very little in your case. Very little. Um, yeah, so my buddy's getting married in a couple of weeks, and uh, you know we, we, we go to Vegas uh, a lot together to uh, you know play some blackjack, some craps, watch some games. Um, I needed a wingman for the ride. I needed someone I knew that could be excited to watch the games and kind of be up for whatever. Called Andy Ruther. Andy Ruther said, I need some time. I need some time to think about it. Around 10.30 night, he's like, let's do it. What time are we leaving? I said, 5.30. Five question marks later on the text. We convinced ourselves to hop in the car. Yeah. Got here fast, three and a half hours. This was the quickest I've, I think I've ever gotten to Las Vegas. We left... We left your place in Santa Monica about 6 a.m. We got into Las Vegas at 9.30. We stopped once, used the bathroom, get a, get like some water, orange juice, in your case, a 24-ounce Coors Light. <laughs> <laughs> so Truth. We, we stop in the middle of nowhere in this little town called Baker, California, just in the desert. Tug walks out with orange juice and a 24-ounce Coors Light. That's how you, it's breakfast right there. Yeah. Great breakfast on your way to Vegas. But I will say... I'm very proud of our time. Like, to go from L.A. to Vegas, obviously, that's the, I've learned that is the perfect time. If you want to do a day trip, hop in the car at 6 a.m. We got into town early enough for you. We were going to the Wynn. Your buddies were staying at the Wynn to make bets. We got a little nervous, too, because the line was long. We, got, we, went, we, we went, basically, we left our bags in your car, kind of hustled over to the sports book. Probably about 50 man deep line with about 10 minutes to go. I think you and I got bets in around 9.58. Had, I actually had no idea what I placed. And, um, and, I, and I was happy to look at my card later and figure out what you and I both bet on. But um, fun day of games. wasn't like a super exciting week uh, of action. And I, that's sort of a complaint I have about the NFL right now. I'm not seeing like awesome football. Yeah. Um, Sort of slogging football, but still fun and always fun when you have a few dollars on some, some games. Do you want to recap what we played? Yeah, we can do that. And, and also, I know I've talked about this before because I was here last time in January, but, but we went to the Wynn Sportsbook. What are your thoughts on the Wynn Sportsbook? Well, I think it's revamped. Yeah. And I think it was, uh, it was pretty solid. I mean, you know, the, the two things I liked about it, well, one, there was always someone brushing us. We were trying to – like, there's a bunch of places to sit if you paid – $600 or whatever, you get some food, you know, you deposit 600 for food and a beverage. Then there's some reserve seats. And then there's like a cage 
of plexiglass <laughs> where Andy and I were watching the first half of some of these games. Um, but, but what I liked about it, I think the, the screens have been um, augmented, so they're all there's, a, there's probably four or five big screens. Yeah, bunch of little screens. We got almost all the NFL games. Um, we got to talk about this. <laughs> this is wild. So obviously it's the win. It's a nice hotel. Like Tug's saying, they're showing all the games. You know, every single NFL game was on for the the early games. So one o'clock East Coast, ten o'clock uh, Pacific time. And then for some reason in the second half, they stopped showing the Dolphins-Chargers game. You can't make this up. They were showing the WNBA Finals above an NFL game, which was wild for me. It was crazy also because I bet on the Dolphins, um, and I took the loss. But they were tied 10-10 until the last minute, and then Eckler makes this little shake-and-bake move to score a touchdown and go up 17-10. They end up winning the game 30-10. to The line, is, uh, at least at the win, was 14-and-a-half. But I had no clue. I had no clue how, how the score got to 30-10. to Who made that call? That's what I want to know. In the win, sportsbook, and we were laughing with Tug and his friends because we said, you know there's one degenerate who's ignoring all the NFL games. You know there's that one jackass who's like, I got my money on the Mystics. Let's go, Mystics! I have no idea. I mean, you know, shout out to Ella Deladon or Elena Deladon. I don't know any players. I know it's Deladon. Who's that? That, sounds, that sounds like a soccer player. What, what, she's like unbelievable. She doesn't play for Real Madrid? No. She plays for the Mystics. And I followed her career when she started at UConn and then transferred to Delaware. Okay. Put that play, wow. that play on the map you for talk a about a tug nug. Deep dive tug nug right there. Your boy just went. But she's also one of the best players on, on, the, on the face of Earth. WNBA. Uh, exactly. Let's break down the WNBA Finals, Andy. But um, the one thing I did like about the, the win, and we kind of took advantage of this, there's a restaurant that kind of just bleeds just a bit into the sports book. It's basically overlooking the sports it's book. It's cool. And, it, and, and you, you and I secured a table in which we could have lunch and watch the whole sports book from our, from our, from our table. Yeah. Which I thought was a huge win. It was a huge win. You know, no pun intended. So but we got to watch basically the end of the Kansas City Detroit game, yeah, which was fun. The end of the Buffalo Patriots game, yeah, which was fun. I mean, and it, you could feel it in the crowd. Apparently, yesterday the reports are the books did very well yesterday. As I tell you guys at home, I always try to align with the books, so I came out ahead. But like, you could feel all the favorites. Everyone's on Kansas City. Yeah, everyone's on that whole room. New England, the whole room. So you know, people were excited to get a the money line win for the Chiefs, but. The, the Lions covered, so there wasn't that huge, like, yes, that you hear, the collective yes. Well, you, you know, crowd. again, I didn't gamble that much. I, I, I took a couple games, a couple, uh, a couple, God, my, my brain is fried a little right now. A couple parlays that didn't play out. But what I love is that at 6 a.m., you know me, I always look at it from this perspective. At 6 a.m., I'm sitting in my apartment, in, or 5.30 a.m. whenever I woke up, I'm sitting in my apartment in Venice Beach, just a few hours later, I'm in a completely different world, in knee deep in a sports book in Las Vegas, and uh, I, I love that. Can't I, to me, it's like you can't ask for anything more. A complete change of scenery, and also to enjoy the games on a Sunday. You know, weather was is was perfect in Vegas right now. It's like 78. You know, we we, we sat outside and watched the the Cowboys Saints game last night. Just a um, a really fun day. Um, I do want to take a second and recap the plays that I played. I mean, I think Andy was telling me off air. Do you want to report 
the results of the picking yeah. from uh, last week? Well, our, our, in our own Dirty Sports Pick'em League, another bad week. It's been a bad start, basically, for everybody involved. As of right now, before tonight's Monday night, Steelers-Bengals game, and we all took the Steelers, I got six right this week out of 15. Or no, it wouldn't be out of 15. It'd be out of, uh, yeah, out of 14 so far because there was two buys. Yep. I got six right. Prano got five right. Tug got six right. So it was another bad week where we're not even going 500. Now, I, I want to sh- – obviously, you know, people who listen to the show when I'm on know that I like to follow the betting lines and, th- and stuff. And I just want to uh, tell people – you know, when you're predicting games on Thursday, doesn't mean that's the game that you're ultimately going to lay money on on Sunday. For yeah. instance, I did not. I, I said Atlanta on the podcast, but but after doing some research, and I'll tell everybody what the research I did was, Tennessee was the number two play for me yesterday. I told Andy, and Andy was, that was a part of a winning parlay. It was a, it was actually the no sweat game yeah. of the, game of the day for we, us. We all took Tennessee, and it was it was a no no brainer. And um, the other game, my favorite game of the day, the, the game I hit the hardest yesterday was Tampa Bay. Oh, and yeah. that was a no-doubter from the first two minutes of the game. I was so pumped. You couldn't have been more right. Because I hit that one the hardest. And I did came, I come out on top. I probably, you know, well, first of all, I, I'll tell you about, <laughs> I was out to about three last night. Uh, but let's, let's finish this up. Let's just finish this, the, 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 the NFL wagering. So I lost um, the Detroit Kansas City over uh, under fifty four and a half. Lost that with a drive. Mahomes. Why am I betting on an under total with Mahomes? Yeah, Mahomes has scored at least twenty six points in every game that he's ever played. It's a risky move. That's that was not smart, but it did it did it was hanging on for a while. One Buffalo, one Tennessee. I I bet on here's here's the thing in our haste. To get there, I thought I bet on Washington, and I was depressed the entire game because it was such a bad pick. But I looked at my ticket, and the guy made a mistake, and I, he, he gave me the New York Giants. So I actually won that game. Uh, I lost the Dolphins. Lost Denver. Got men shooed. You got shooed. Got shooed. And I lost the other game of the uh, afternoon. Um, Cardinals? The Cardinals game. Yeah. So, but but what I'm saying is, for for those of you who care about uh, wagering, let me let you in on a couple of things that I think are very helpful. And it's important to know that you, to know what you don't know. I don't. I'm not presuming that I'm the smartest person with the NFL. I think there are smarter people than me, and I try to find their information. And what I do is, there's a comp- there's a contest out here called the Super Contest, which is a massive contest where you you pay fifteen hundred dollars to sign up, and there's hundreds of teams. Hundreds of uh, contestants. And your job is to pick five games to win against the spread every week. And at the end of it, the winner, they put, they, about 100 people or contestants cash. The winner makes about five dollars $600,000. So it's real money. Wow. So on Friday or Saturday of every week, they release the most popular picks. Cons- consensus picks of that tournament. And you can decide whether you want to go with them or fade with them. But they also release the individual picks of each contestant. And you look at the top 10 or 15 guys. The top 10 or 15 guys for the first three weeks were 14-1 and one in their picks. So all you do is... You know how hard that is? So hard. Look at, the, look at the numbers we put up. So look at the consensus picks between those hot players and figure out I, that's what I saw. I wrote down yesterday, 
Tennessee, Tampa Bay, Carolina, which we also won, and which I told you guys was the opposite team was favored. The wrong team was favored last week. That's, that was consensus picks. So do yourself a favor. If you're interested in, like, wagering on for fun on some sports, check out the Super Contest picks. Look up Super Contest and look at what the best contestants yeah. are, are betting and try to align with that. So It's a smart move. Yeah. People are smarter than us, so just try to get on their side. Yeah. Well, let's get into the games. Obviously, we have a lot to talk about. This is kind of going to be a little shorter episode. We have to get back in the uh, the old Corolla hatchback and get back to Las Vegas. You have a family. I have nothing to get back to, but you have... There's a pool. You, There's a pool for you to get back to. You have you have a wife and two children. I, you know, I have, I have nothing, but uh, I want to get into the games. Before we do that, I do want to say Tuck and I are both very excited about the Raiders coming here. We drove by the new stadium, and I'll get I'll, I'll, I'll let you guys know this. If you are a Las Vegas resident, get ready for the Raiders and get those tickets on SeatGeek. I'm sure they're not available yet. I'm sure they don't go a year in advance for a stadium that's not built. But if you are a current Raiders fan, yo fool, get those tickets on SeatGeek. Or if you are a dirtball in any city, anywhere, you can get those tickets right now on the SeatGeek app. The baseball playoffs are here. College football is here. NFL, concerts. I mean, SeatGeek, I'm in Las Vegas. There's so many shows that I would like to see in Las Vegas now that I'm in town. And all those tickets are available on SeatGeek. Best of all, SeatGeek will even give you $10 off on your first SeatGeek purchase. All you need to do is use our promo code. So download the SeatGeek app today and use promo code DIRTY. That's D-I-R-T-Y for $10 off on your first purchase. That's promo code DIRTY for $10 off on your first purchase. And once again, if you use promo code DIRTY on SeatGeek and you send me... A screenshot, I will send you two free Dirty Sports koozies, courtesy of the podcast. Okay, let's hop into the games. We're going to bounce all over the place. I would like to personally start with the Los Angeles Rams, my hometown city, laying a complete egg. I am amped up about this. Now, I bet them to cover, but I don't even care about the cover. I want to just dissect what kind of a disaster this game was from start to finish, both offensively, defensively, and I'm just going to... I mean, how many times am I going to say it? Jared Goff is not good. He's not good. He's mediocre. He's a medium pizza. He's at home, throwing three interceptions, missing wide-open throws. And this isn't just me. I, I, was, I was talking to your one buddy, and we were, we were kind of analyzing Goff during the game, and guys, this $100 million contract... You said it. Joe said it. Why are they paying guys who aren't done with their rookie deal? He had this year and next year, and the Rams preemptively gave him $100 million. And to be honest, I hate to say it, I'm almost in a way, though, probably enjoying the I, like the, I told you so. What are you doing? And the defense... Is embar- like That was embarrassing. Their defense would, had been playing well the first three weeks. They gave up 55 points at home to Jamarcus Winston and the Bucks. 55 points. This isn't Patrick Mahomes. This is Jamarcus Winston at home. Like, Jared Goff's one thing, Tug, but to have a defense give up that many points and let Winston just march right over him, Four touchdowns, 385 yards. 
I think I think we got a major panic button ready to hit. I don't know about major panic button because you know you look at, you know, last week they were on Sunday Night Football on the road against Baker Mayfield. They wanted to shut Baker's mouth a little bit, so you can't help but feel there's probably a little bit of a letdown. Tampa Bay has, hasn't won a game yet, so people they'd won one. They'd won one game. Yeah, who they beat. Doesn't matter. They lost the Giants. They lost the Giants in a heartbreaker last week with yeah. miss, with missed field goal. They beat the Panthers. They beat the Panthers. That's right on Thursday night football. So now now they're two and two. But what you're also seeing potentially is some of the Arians Winston synthesis happening. M- maybe I mean it's two weeks in a row where they've gotten Mike Evans involved in a major way. Godwin's involved. Um, they got weapons in Tampa Bay, and it just feels like a sluggish spot. You know, and we said this before. You saw the crowd. You talked about this when you watched the game. There was no crowd. Like, there's no home field advantage. Going home for the Rams right now for Sunday games doesn't feel yeah. electric sure. to them. I mean, you look at Goff's numbers for fantasy. He was unbelievable. I think he almost had 500 yards. He did. Bunch well, he, of TDs. But that's not the formula to win. Goff no, was, of course not. Goff threw 68 times, 517 yards. He only threw two touchdowns. But what, what, what I also say, he, he fumbled in nine that was the tug, tug nug from last week. Nine consecutive games. Fumbled again. So now we're up to ten, ten consecutive games Jared Goff has fumbled. No ball security. You know, he had 17, and, 17 TDs and 20 t- t- turnovers in those nine games. That number is multiplied. So, so here we are. That, uh, that's a great stat right there. That's a great tug nug. So we're now at ten straight games where Goff is playing not even mediocre, below mediocre. Were the Rams high when they gave him this contract? I mean, seriously. It's just, it's just a tough position. I mean, like, like the, the good quarterbacks have, have a, a stranglehold on the market. I mean, he's not a great – we don't think he's elite, but may, maybe he will be. But, but he's good enough. And McVay is good. I've heard you and Joe talk about it at, at length. Like, he's – McVay is making him good. Like, we see the blank stare that Goff puts out there before yeah. he gets the play call. Now, I, I think Goff is good, but there's something happening – um, that we, we're not figuring out for this season. But the formula for the Rams' success, if you break down the stat line from 2018 versus now. like It was Gurley. Like, feed so, Todd Gurley. Gurley's first half of last year was unbelievable. So, like, and I got in a big argument recently with a dirtball about the value of running backs and running backs being MVPs and whatnot. And, and I've been one to say the running backs, the value isn't as high as it wants to be. I agree. But you are 100% correct. The Rams yesterday as a team had 11 rushes for 28 yards, and threw the ball 68 times. You're not going to win games that way. I, mean, I think the recipe we talked about last episode was it's not, you know, maybe Jared Goff is not Mahomes. Maybe Jared Goff is more Troy Aikman. And who does Troy Aikman have? He had Emmitt Smith. Yeah. So just use the balance. And But, and, but obviously, McVay doesn't show confidence in Gurley right now. He's just not showing like we don't know the the extent to which Gurley is hurt. I just I got I got an idea. Tell it to me. I got an idea. Let me hear it. It'll be simple. It'll be a simple move for all parties involved. The Rams. I know they don't have many draft picks probably because I know they've given up a lot. Somehow trade for Melvin Gordon. Keep him in Los Angeles. Mel- Melvin Gordon just reported. I know, but trade him still. Interesting. <laughs> I mean, Eckler still looks great. He had that little shimmy in the first half. That's what I'm half. saying. I'm saying Eckler's a quality running back for the Chargers. Keep Gordon in L.A. Because Gurley, I've said it since, since week one. You'd agree, right? Like, I think Gurley, I'm not trying to be dramatic here. I think he's basically done. 
Like, you don't come back from these serious chronic-type knee injuries. He, he reportedly has chronic arthritis. I mean, Gurley is a really, he's really a test case because he got paid. And, and Le'Veon Bell saw that, and Melvin Gordon saw that. They saw him get paid, and now they saw that maybe he, you know, he isn't – all those runs and hits take a toll. Yeah. So it's a, it's a really interesting market clash because running backs want to get paid, and owners see you, you know, your value depreciates yeah. quickly. So it's going to be really interesting to watch over the next couple of years. Um, so you're not hitting the panic button for no, the No, I'm not. Rams. I'm not hitting the panic button because I, I like McVay that much. I like their weapons. You know, and I, I honestly, like, it's an Indomitian Sioux revenge game. Yeah. You know, got a chance to, to score on his team uh, yesterday. And um, I'm inter- I'm excited to see what Tampa Bay. I'm a, I mean, we're a little nervous for Arians after week one. Um, but he's so much fun and he's so much fun to root for. Uh, everyone has their issues with Jamarcus, but no one has issues with yeah. Ke- Bruce Kangol Arians. I agree. So, well, Prano's, I know, chomping, just chomping at the bit in St. Louis right now. We'll have him back on the show on Thursday because he got into a heated Twitter discussion with supposedly somebody who wrote a book on Jamarcus Winston. What? Yeah, I don't know. A, a Jamarcus Winston defender. You got to love the, the internet. You find these people. He, he's a diehard Jamarcus Winston defender. I like how, by the way, we're just calling him Jamarcus Winston now. <laughs> His first name, Jameis, has been completely thrown out the window. Uh, so Prano will be back on to discuss that. But again, I'm not sold. I'm not sold on Winston, of course. Not, not from this game. He had a good game. He also threw a costly pick six at the end. So yep. no way I'm sold on him. All right, moving right along. Who the Rams play on Thursday is the Seahawks. Don't have too much to say about that. I thought it'd be a closer game. The Seahawks D came ready to play. It's your very efficient type of Pete Carroll coached game. They're not going to do too much. They're going to play good defense. They're not going to force the ball down the field too much. Chris Carson runs for 100 yards. You know, my boy Russ, your standard, 22, 28, 240, touchdown, no interception. But you did say something to me which I agree with. You're like, these are the games. This is why I've always loved Russell Wilson. He just doesn't lose these games. Like, for the most part, he doesn't lose to a team he shouldn't lose to. That's why I've always liked him as a quarterback. Yeah, I mean, it's debatable whether uh, whether New Orleans was a game but that they should have lost to. But you saw you know, last night with the Cowboys game that the, the defense is uh, rallying around Teddy Bridgewater for the Saints. So maybe the Saints are more, more alive than we thought without Drew Brees. We're talking about them being 500, hoping to be 500 while he's gone. Maybe they got a chance to, to, to win you know, multiple games with Teddy Bridgewater. But with the, the Seahawks, I think it just showed – a couple things. One, um, familiarity with opponent, and also getting some game film on Kyler Murray. Yeah. Like, I think Murray just kind of looked – he just didn't look very good yesterday. No. And um, he looked like he couldn't get comfortable. The The defense for the Seahawks looked – you know, there's some holes in that defense, but yesterday they looked swarming. They looked over – like they could overwhelm Kyler Murray, and it was – Pretty much a, a dominant performance. I, I was on. I was on the Seahawks. It wasn't. I mean, I was on the Cardinals. I liked the Seahawks in um, the pick 'em from last week, but I just uh, I thought that five and a half was good enough, and it was never even close. Who do this? Who real quick, and then we'll move on. The Cardinals. I'm looking at their schedule. Potential wins. These are the games I think they could potentially win. At Bengals. At Giants. At Bucks, all all games on the road. All games on the road, though. Oof. 
So they're not going to be easy. I'm just saying, Steelers at home, like, we're we're four weeks in. What are we setting this win total for the Cardinals? I mean, two? I, it sounds like it. I, I would set it at two. And what it sounds like, you know, there's a lot of bad teams in the NFL right now. There's a lot of bad teams. So, you know, everyone talks about Tank for Tua for the, the Dolphins to be all-time bad. They have competition. There's some other terrible teams. Yeah. Out there. It's a good point. So... That that's, that'll be as interesting a race as this, you know the chase for the Not playoffs. Not to mention the Cardinals have a tie. Are we going to have our first ever O fifteen and one team in NFL history? I mean, talk about the, how close the Lions could be to being four and Um They played well yesterday. Played really well yesterday. I mean, Mahomes is great. Mahomes is just awesome. And he didn't play that well. Didn't even, no, it was, it was, as you said yesterday, probably his worst t- t- uh, statistical performance of his career. Right. Now, he finished with 315 yards, but if you really break down his stat line, he didn't throw a single touchdown. He was 24-42, so he wasn't efficient as far as accuracy. That's a tough loss for a Lions fan. And it, comes, it comes down to that one play. It comes down to the fumble at the goal line, the 99-yard fumble return. Yeah. Which the Ruther curse could not have been in bigger effect. I think I was playing cards at that point for, yeah. for a minute. And you, did the place go nuts? Dude, went nuts. So here's what happens. You're playing cards. I'm with your, I'm with your buddy. And he's got Lions. And it's at the one-yard line. And he looks at me and he goes, verbatim, Matthew Stafford can't fuck this up, can he? And I said, yeah. But just give the ball to the running back. Like, basically anybody can find, just it's, it's first and goal on the one. Just give the ball to the it's running basically back. basically don't do a Pete Carroll in the Super yeah, Bowl, right? that's what I'm saying. Just give the ball to the running back. Yeah. Very next play. Fumbles. But it, but it was weird because it wasn't like a fumble where you get hit. It was he's, like, reaching for more, and the ball comes out, and it's very close to is he down, is he not down. And the play went on. It was one of those where everybody's standing around. And that's what I want to say. If I'm a coach in the NFL, dude, dude, never stand around. We saw that several times yesterday where, where plays actually were eventually blown dead. But you, you got to play them out. So the guys in the Lions, yeah, are just standing around. And this dude just returns it. Tackle him. And it ends up being a 99-yard touchdown. A swing of seven points, basically, right there. And there's your difference in that ball game. Like I said, the Lions played good D. They held Mahomes in check. And that play, though, from Travis Kelsey. Oh, yeah, that was amazing. When he caught the ball and then basically shoveled it underhand to LaShawn McCoy and to watch that live in a Las Vegas sports book was fucking awesome. That's one of the fun things, and uh, you and you've been here for March Madness. I've not, but like just to watch games live with a, with a crowd, yeah, um, and get the oohs and ahs and the, the cheers because because everyone's personally invested with these games, yeah, is so much fun. Bunch of degenerates, so much degeneracy. Yeah, it's absolutely unbelievable. Uh, but that game was fun. It was fun to watch. Really from, fun from the start to finish. I mean, Kansas City is pretty much appointment viewing almost every week. They're just fun to watch. Like they just have tons of weapons, creative design. It's it's a, it's like a pleasure to be watching like the Mahomes Reed era. Do you think more people try to do what Kelsey did in that play? Like is is that no a way. is that a revolutionary play where now more people are trying to catch it 
and shovel it off. It's almost like a rugby play. We're gonna, that's a good call, and we're going to see a lot of turnovers if people try to do that. I want to see more of it. I, I would put that space. up there. Yeah. Like, I'd put that up there one of the ten, like, wildest things to watch as far as that I've seen live. Like, it's the, it was that crazy. Great move. It's not a bad eye, but you, you, you need a quarterback that can absolutely sling it. You know, you got to stretch the field so there's a, a, enough space for people to run around like that. But, yeah. Um, yeah, that was that was that was awesome. Now the other four and team, I believe. Are we just down to two? Is it just the Patriots and the Chiefs? Correct. Uh, the, the the well undefeated teams are also the Niners. Oh yeah, that's we're right. A, we're on a bye. So four and teams. The Patriots toughed one out. That Bills D man. That Bills D is real. I think I, I think I almost predicted sixteen and ten last week. Um, Bills had chances. I mean, there's there was there I mean, you know. To almost win the game with Matt Barkley is quite a feat for the Bills. Josh Allen did not look very good. No. Like, I, I, I don't think Josh Allen ever looks that good. Well, I, I think they're not – I think someone, someone said, yes, said this yesterday, but, like, look, let's, let's try to use him like he's supposed to be used. If, if, he, if he dominates on the run and these scramble plays, maybe let's – I know Joe is against running quarterbacks. Well, we see why yesterday. But you got to – exactly. We can't trust him to throw the ball right now. But he got knocked out. It's true, but what else can you do with him? I mean, he was throwing – he was sailing balls. Yeah. He was sailing balls to the Patriots. He was. How many interceptions he had? How many? Three. He didn't play the whole game. Yeah. He didn't play the whole game. He was 13 of 28 – Buck fifty three, three picks. Brady didn't play. What? Well, Brady didn't throw a touchdown. Well, I mean, it's a, well. The Patriots scored off a blocked field goal or a blocked punt early. That's the difference. Yeah, and, sixteen and to ten. The defense. There was a there was a like a good fantasy joke. Who, who scores more uh, fantasy points the rest of the year, Pat Mahomes or the New England Patriots defense? Because they've been ridiculous. Yeah. To start this year. That's uh, why they're my Super Bowl team, again. I still like the Chiefs out of the, you know the AFC. I just feel like one, I'm one, I'm probably emotionally invested because I'm just t- a little tired of seeing the Patriots yeah. go. But the the Chiefs had it on their racket last year, and um, if they can secure home field advantage, I think they'll 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 capitalize. But we'll see. It's I mean all all roads point to Kansas City, New England too, and. Um, Let's just fast forward because the games, a lot of these games we watched yesterday are just like not. They're not even good. discussionable. Yeah, and I had a, and I had a complaint. Is that a word, discussionable? Yeah, it is. And now, now it is, Andy. <laughs> Rutherism um. right there. <laughs> discussionable. But, but two things that you and I, we, we talked about in the previous podcast that we saw come to fruition was because we had the, after, the, 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 the early morning slate, so loaded. When you're watching these games in the sports book, you can't. You, you're over. You're oversensitized. You're overstimulated. You're overstimulated. You can't watch. You, you don't know what's going on. Like there's one audio pumping from one game. I think it was the Bills. It, the Bills. It, it Patriots. Was the Bills. Patriots. Yeah. So you hear that game, but you see action all over the screen. You hear cheers from every direction. You don't know which way to go. And then the, the afternoon games, it's just like Jacksonville, Denver on the the big screen. You know, Chicago, uh, Chicago. There was uh, Minnesota, the, which is not a was not a great game. Just so you know, there was eight games. The NFL, and yeah, you've been saying, and I'm totally on board with this. The NFL just loads the morning games or the early afternoon games, depending on where you live in the country. There was eight games, and you're right. The morning slate was loaded. I wanted to watch Bills Patriots. I wanted to watch uh, 
we didn't watch nearly enough Cleveland Baltimore. That's and what I, I'm saying. Yeah. And and obviously we were we're in a sports book. It has every game on minus the Dolphins. <laughs> <laughs> but we, we did as as just viewers. You're saying where does my head turn? And then you'd be like, oh shit, Nick Chubb just went off for another touchdown. Wait, wait, what? Where? Where am I turning? Yeah. And they just need to even it up because then it, then at the afternoon you had. You had, the games were not good. And they, you could feel it in the room. And you, and you just had one, two, three. You had four games in the afternoon. Jacksonville, Denver, Minnesota, Chicago, Seattle, Arizona, uh, Arizona Tampa Bay, L.A. Like, n- none of those games were – I mean, the Rams game became interesting. That's probably the prime game of the yeah. afternoon. But, like, you know, no one's getting excited right now. Just to do a quick transition to this game, no one's excited about the Chicago-Minnesota game right now. Oh, my God. Take me back to 1962. And, and Chicago uh, fans out there, Bears fans, Vikings fans, let me know. Like, when's the last time? I mean, obviously, was, was, was when Favre was with Minnesota. I asked this yesterday. When Favre was with the Vikings, was that the last time we felt like we were watching something really exciting? Maybe the Case Keenum year was pretty exciting. But, like, we're, the, I don't understand the offense that's going in Minnesota right now. Last year, Adam Thielen had, like, 41 catches in his first three or four games. Yeah. He has t- 10 or 13 this year. Stefan Diggs is not being utilized. Cousins, they just not trust Cousins. You paid him $84 million. Yeah. So on that side of the ball, I don't understand. The defense is good. Only gave up 16, but it was against a, <laughs> a Chicago team that's not very explosive this year either. Trubisky went down. We don't know the extent of his injury yet. He's a dislocated shoulder. And a slightly labrum tear. Now, now wow. as, some, as somebody who has uh, dislocated his left shoulder three times and also has torn a labrum, uh, I have no clue when he'll be back. <laughs> what, what, you guys heard of your force. Can we get a sponsor for that medical uh, breakdown? Yeah, yeah. So uh, I, I have dislocated the shoulder three times, and I also did tear my labrum. Um, not in the same extent. It was fraternity uh, tackle football. <laughs> DNP yeah. fraternity issue. Yeah. But, but, but look. We said this yesterday, and and this isn't even trying to make a joke, guys. And I know Dirtball tweeted this, and then the discussion took off on Twitter. Is there really much of a drop-off, talent-wise, when you go from Mitchell Trubisky to Chase Daniel? I'm being serious. I'm not even making a joke. Is there really much of a talent drop-off? Maybe athletically? I think so. I mean, I think there's a, there's a drop-off. But how, how much, though, is the question? We'll, we'll we'll probably find out this week with Chase Daniel starts. We'll, we'll we'll learn what Vegas thinks. You know, is it two points? Is it three points? But Trubisky hasn't been very good this year. We saw real flashes of Trubisky last year. I, I, we saw a real flash of Trubisky being good and almost beating the Eagles in the playoffs last year. If it wasn't for a missed field goal this year, and I heard you, you heard reports that over the summer he just hasn't progressed with the offense. So Chase Daniel's got to come in and manage the game, and it's a perfect opponent. To play against for a backup quarterback, just, just hold the team to six points. Get yourself sixteen. Um, but I, I don't know what the outcome is going to be for the Bears this year. But I can't imagine they're better off with Chase Daniel. But Jesus, talk about a boring game. We, you couldn't even watch it. It, it was really tough to watch. It's just all defense, <laughs> which is fine, but also bad offense. I mean, the Kirk Cousins situation is is a. Uh, is a debacle. It's almost like it's it's Jared Goff light over there. 
They're two and two. They've destroyed Atlanta, the, the Raiders in Atlanta, on at home, and they lost to the Packers and the Bears on the road. Both games they were right in. If they have a competent quarterback, they can win. Well, what, here, here's the thing: like last year, you know, Adam Thielen had that historic start to the year. I just don't understand why. Like Stephon Diggs, if he's healthy, is elite. You know, I just don't quite get. Like I understand they want to be a run first team, but like. You gotta have balance. I don't, I'm not. Yeah. I'm, I'm just concerned about that. This 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 team, even though they are two and two. Um, well, you know who had a big bounce back game yesterday. Cleveland Browns. Baker Mayfield. Nick Chubb. Maybe Freddie Kitchens listened. Said, "Just keep giving Chubb the ball." Buck sixty five yesterday, three touchdowns. That was a throttling. Honestly, that that game was. They own ball. Never close. Yeah. Uh, let you know, Lamar. Couldn't get really going, even though, you know, there's 75 points. 75 points in a Baltimore-Cleveland game is a ton of points. And I think what we're seeing multiple games in a row now is the Ravens' D is not the Ravens' D that we have come to know in the past years. These are not the drones you're looking for. That's right. Speaking of which, guys, quick aside. Oh, no. Yeah, I'm sorry to do this. Oh, no. So my good buddy Meb was here with me. And he was a self-proclaimed Star Wars fan. And so and we were having dinner, and Andy Ruther said, I am also a huge Star Wars fan slash geek. And I said, oh, great, I'm gonna have a, I'm gonna, we're going to do a trivia. Ten questions. Everyone was very confident in their game. And Andy Ruther, he knew nothing. That's not true. He knew nothing That's about not Star Wars. In the Star Wars world, people, don't let them fool you. No, no, no. Hold on a second. First of all, my edible was kicking in, too. <laughs> it really was. It really was. You, was that the first time you saw Next Level Ruther on edibles last night? I think it was. It's the first time. I think it was. And it was a pleasure to be around Next Level, Andy. I'll tell you what. I think this is one of my favorite cities to take edibles on. Because you just love the people watch. Oh, all my, oh all my God. All you said to me yesterday is, like, I just want to, I just want to like, walk around and look at the unusual. Do you know scene. how much money I actually gambled yesterday? yeah. I put a whole $60. Like, most people come out here. I just love the experience. And how many bars did we hit last night? Four or five. So we went to multiple different bars. Which was great because we went to downtown. It was kind of fun. We went went to old old, Vegas. Old Vegas. It was cool for us to see. uh, You know, I've been there before. Some of my friends had not. But Andy was like like a kid in a candy store because he's like recounting. It was like a tour. Of Andy Ruther's past. Well, you, again, because I lived here two years, and your friends were really funny about it, too. Because it was flooding back. Because every time I come back to Vegas now, we stick to the Strip. So then to go back to downtown in old Vegas and see the old bars, the old stomping grounds, my marijuana-consumed brain was just flooded with so many memories. And I'll tell you what. I came back here last night. And I was feeling really good. And the edibles walking around the casino are next level. <laughs> because you're already in sensory overload. Yeah. And people are playing games. And, you know, we're staying at the Rio, which... Yeah, quick aside. Like, we t- So Andy and I came with no agenda. We had no room. Yeah, we, we just knew my buddy was staying at the wind. And we were like, you know what? Let's just do hotel tonight or hotels.com or someplace and look around and find a place. And we found the Rio because the value is so great. And I, I personally, I just said, the only thing I want is a large room. They're all sweet. Just here. give me a large room. And the Rio crushed it. I, I got to give some love to the Rio as we record this hotel here. Or we record this show in the hotel. 
The room before fees, $28 day of. And, and I like how Tug rolls. I, I got to give some props to Tug, guys. This is our first trip together. You know, this whole, hey, let's leave at 6 a.m. We're not going to get a hotel room, Ruther. We literally did not book a hotel room. It's very not Andy Ruther because I've tried to sh- uh, travel with you or do something in the past. You're like, I like to always oh, tickets. Like, I want to know my tickets to the game. I want to know where I'm sitting. And we would go down the Rams game, and you're like, I want to decide. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I can be like that with going to sports events, but I'm a little more fluid when it comes to stuff like this, and I like how we didn't have a room. We booked our room at 4 thir- 4.30. Sitting in the sports book. Sitting in the sports book. We both found a value. It was like a tug nug, but for booking <laughs> hotel rates. We were had our phones watching, open. Watching Minshew like just take away my Broncos bet, and I said, "You know what? I got a little frustrated." Yeah. So I need I need a little I need to cool off. And yeah, you're right. Every room here is a suite. They're massive, and it's quiet. You know, I was I was roaming the the hotel last night like a madman. I mean, if, if somebody had a video of you're me, the Shining, you're doing the Shining in the Rio. <laughs> if somebody had a video of me by myself in a corner drinking a milkshake, eating a. Wetzel's pretzels wrapped hot dog with the pretzel wrap around it. If somebody had a video of that, they would be like, who's this lunatic? <laughs> this guy's out of his mind. But back to the games. You just mentioned Minshew. What a comeback for the Jags, man. He played with such confidence. I mean, first of all, you know, Fournette, Fournette had a nice uh, – Fournette looked good. Like, no one thinks Fournette is – Let's give him some – he looked great. He rushed for over 200 yards. 200 yards yesterday. And, again, this is not the Broncos' defense of old. And what's, what's going on? You, you hire Vic Fangio – now, there were some sacks yesterday, but it's a, a young quarterback. You're supposed to eat that guy up. Yeah. And he, he, he was his uh, escapability was elite yesterday. You saw him uh, step out of sacks, move around a little bit, throw that nice little flip touchdown. I mean, Minshew is impressive. They, he lost, is. they lost to Houston by one point. Or they'd be three and one. You know what I think about Minshew is – not only can he escape the pressure in the pocket, he still he still doesn't force it though. Correct. So he knows his limits and his abilities, and like you said, he's great at maneuvering when he's under pressure. But he's also not trying. A lot of times you see rookie and young quarterbacks when they get out of that pressure, they feel ballsy, they feel courageous, and they try to zing it in there. From what I've seen from him in. All four games, he doesn't have a problem throwing the ball away. He doesn't have a problem going with the check down. I think they're going to be just fine with him. And dare I say, I know I don't know what the timetable is for Nick Foles. We 100% have a quarterback issue. Why would you, when Foles comes back in November or whenever, and he's available, why would you take Minshew out? Obviously, a lot can happen until then. But if Minshew keeps playing the way he's playing now, he's your quarterback. I agree. It's a great it's a great quarterback room to have. Honestly, the the the, the arrow is pointing up for the Jaguars. Yeah, because def- we we have the Jalen Ramsey issue to yeah. solve. That that's something needs to come to to conclusion there. Yeah, because you can't have a guy lingering around who doesn't want to be there. Yeah. So either we get him to buy in because they're they're five hundred. He's the guy at the party. You're like you need to go. You do, you do. I think you're just going to inject some poison. Yeah. So just get out. Just get out of here, bro. So who knows what the asking price is, but take take care of that. They're winning games without them. And Denver is I don't, zero and four. I, I don't know what what's happening there because you you can't you you don't expect Flacco to score a bunch of points, but he got you twenty three. 
And with yeah. that defense against the, the Jaguars, that should be enough. So why – what's happening over there? What is Vic Fangio doing that's uh, – he was so good. And he has some good players. Yeah, great players. Chubb. Von Miller. Von Miller. Chris Harris looked a little step slow yesterday. I mean, I, I was a little concerned with Chris Harris yesterday. Watch him try to cover stuff. He's so elite in the slot, but I don't know. I don't know. I mean, th- to me, I, that, the, I throw them in the, uh, the t- you know, are they going to tank for Tua pretty soon? Well, first of all, nobody should be picking up Tua. I've said this. I've said that before. I'll say it again. I agree. I'm, I'm not. I'm not on Tua. But let's let's keep it within. Let's just go around with these teams' divisions who we're talking about now. Let's stay with AFC South because we're talking Jags. You, Tug Coker, Tug predicts. You were all over this from start to finish. Wrong team is favored. The wrong team was favored. Carolina Panthers. In Carolina for the Texans game in Houston. Well, just to cover both those games, I thought, you know, Houston does this. You know, Houston, I know, and I, I know Joe will say the same thing. He doesn't believe in Bill O'Brien. So I don't know why you know you would allow yourself to, to fall into that trap. They they play a team that they think they they, they kind of manhandle the Chargers a week ago, and they come in and probably get a little complacent, thinking they got a backup quarterback. Yeah, and they struggle to score. Like it's a a very rare offensive dud for a, a potent Texans offense. Well, we have the same problem though with the Texans offense. Deshaun Watson was sacked six times. So I, I think that's a, a. At what point does this end? Like your quarterback can't take six sacks a game. Well, I think it's similar to Russ, right? Like Russ gets sacked a lot. I think that's just the way Deshaun plays. I think Deshaun is always going to be a player that's sacked a lot. Now, do I think the Texans' offensive line is great? I don't. But I think Deshaun is a playmaker in the way that Russ is, and so they're just going to get four, just sacked four times a game. Yeah, that's just my personal belief. But I just feel like there's just a lack of consistency. When you think, when you see teams that aren't great, like the like the Patriots, here's a, the test is, and you said this before too, beat the teams you're supposed to beat. Yeah. And until you do that, we can't consider you to be a contender in any shape or form. And I will say this on the on the flip side, Kyle Allen did struggle yesterday. Um, you know, had a couple turnovers, but he did enough, and he you know. The, th- the team just looks, you know, we saw the interview with Cam come out with his cigar and his wine. I mean, does he look like a guy that wants to play football right now? Cam? Yeah. Oh, no. I mean, the 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 move that these guys are, by the way, I don't understand this. Antonio Brown does this. The move of, like, go to my YouTube for the exclusive. Well, it's smart. It's smart. From a marketing perspective. Correct. But also, I look at that and I say, dude, you don't want to play football. By the way, it's not a scarf. It's an ascot. That's correct. <laughs> I, I respect the sartorial splendor. Look, dude, I think he's done. They're, they're winning games without him. They've lost their last nine games. With Cam. With Cam or Tyler Heineke. It's the last two starters. They're, uh, Heineke? Is that right? is Heine- Thigpen? No, it was his last name. Tyler. I, I don't know. There's two quarterbacks that started uh, that not named Kyle Allen. And Kyle Allen is 3-0 as a starter with the Panthers the last two seasons. You just got to roll with it. You, you got to roll with it because you have a defense. But, but I, I, think I, people, I like the pieces. I, like I think team. people still forget that the you still have Luke Keekley. You still have a defense. Yeah, and they're 2-2, two and two and they're just fine. You know, well, if you want to do a quick hop over, well, what you were saying, the AFC South? 
Yeah, I was going to then talk Colts, Raiders. Let's do it. Let's do that. Raiders. R.I.P. Talk about this. The Raiders were the Tampa Bay Bucks of the morning game. Yes. Got out early. Early. Like, like fast. It was 14 nothing in the first five minutes of the game. Hot. John Gruden get, gave it the, the scowl and the, the air punch very early in the game. Fellas, we're going to go out there and we're going to uh, put up 14. Knock on wood if you're with me. And they did it. That was a game yesterday. Again, right when I talk about the Super Contest, I said the Raiders were terrible on the road, but a lot of the elite pictures had the Raiders. Yeah. So that was a game that I didn't play, but I wish I was leaning towards the Raiders pretty hard, and I was mad at myself when they when they jumped out to a big big lead early. Tough L for the Colts. That's a game. That's a game you got to win at home. Have to win because you know what they they have Sunday night football next week against the Chiefs. You're not going to win that game. Yeah. So you need instead of being three and one, you're now two and two, looking to go two and three. Yeah. With a very wide open division. Very wide. It's a open. bad loss. It's a bad loss. It's a bad L. Brissett wasn't effective. He threw three touchdowns. Twenty four forty six though. A couple picks though, right? Or one, just one pick. one pick. It was a bad pick though. It was. It was. Yeah. It was when they needed it. Yeah. So I'm sure somewhere, Joe Prano was yelling. Brissett. He actually texted us and said, I hope he didn't bet on Brissett. Yeah, 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 did yeah. not. Yeah, and neither of us did. No, or no, no, no. Uh, yeah, no, I didn't. What it, what it does expose a little bit is that, you know, I still love this Frank Reich offensive scheme. Yeah. But there are some holes sure. defensively. And, the, you know, uh, you don't expect the Raiders to, to, like, expose that, but they did. Yeah. And Raiders are 2-2, two and two, man. Now, we're not sure if the stadium is going to be built in time, by the way. I, I want to kind of allude to that. You drove by it. It, guys, there's a lot of work that needs to be done. It's September 30th right now. The season starts next September. And, and Tug, you notice the stadium out here looks very condensed. I, th- I thought it was very vertical. Like, yeah. It looked like a shape where the, the crowd's going to be right on top yeah. of the team. Yeah. Will they finish in time? I don't know. You're yeah. right. They might. I heard, I heard they're going to leave a, par- a portion of the field yeah. unfinished as an homage to the Oakland baseball stadium. So they're going to have dirt. That's correct. Yeah. That's what I hear. Yeah. I also, you know, most places they have box suites. The Raiders, have, they're going to have shoulder pad suites. Where if you get into a box, you will get handed a pair of shoulder pads. Spike shoulder pads, I should say. Wow. Yeah. They're going to really pay homage to the Raider Nation. I'm excited about Vegas. I am you, too. You and I talked about this on the way out here because people have really embraced the hockey team here. Yeah. Football teams, it, it's going to be fun to drive a few hours and come oh, and watch yeah. a Raiders game. I mean, it's becoming a real... Exciting sports town. I mean, I, we wouldn't be surprised. We were talking about this if we see a you know a, a potential basketball franchise or something in the next. If there's a well, and then and then the, here's a here's a dirty sports Andy Ruther lift ride exclusive. Whoa! According to my lift driver last night, Gilbert. <laughs> According to Gilbert. Who picked me up? This is always what's fun about when you're on edibles. A minute feels like an hour. Who picked me up? We were at what was the bar? The Sand Dollar. Sand Dollar. They had a burlesque show. It was a locals bar we went to last night. Local. Okay, so just so you know, when you left, it was a. This bar had everything. It had pool tables, a burlesque show. A, it was bustling. Personal it, pizzas. Personal pizzas. Which I ordered one, and it was good. It was pretty good. And you left, and as soon as you left. The, the, apparently, we, we started to leave, too, and one of the burlesque dancers or one of the, the audience members fell and hit their head. Oh. So as we were leaving, the ambulance was coming. Oh, my so God. Just, I missed that? 
well. I mean, hopefully the person is safe, but yeah. like, it was very uh, – it was a surreal experience to see all these uh, burlesque dancers out there waiting for, uh, you know, some, some help. So oh, that, we that, were there, sand dollar. That, that would have been a, uh, a good train wreck to see. Would have been bad for you and your, your you know, your high. Yeah. So I hop in Gilbert's lift, which, by the way, it's, it's a mile from here. So it's really close. And I feel like we had a two-hour conversation. Again, I was heavily under the influence of cannabis, so it was probably a five-minute ride. But this is what Gilbert told me. You're talking about NBA coming to Las Vegas. According to Gilbert, again, I have zero verified sources behind Gilbert, uh, the Rio will be knocked down, and this is where the baseball stadium is going to (laughs) be. Hot take from Gilbert, the Lyft driver. It's a Lyft driver exclusive. That really is. Because we were talking about the Rio. He goes, oh, are you staying at the Rio? I go, yeah. And then uh, somehow I said I used to work here. And I told him I used to work at the pool. And he goes, well, they're going to knock it down. He goes, he goes, I go, where'd you hear that? He goes, I've heard. He literally said, I've heard it. <laughs> can you imagine, if, can you imagine if, if Adam Schefter was just like, I've heard it. He should have said sources. Yeah. My sources say. My sources say. But anyway, who who knows who knows if Gilbert is uh, is, is going to be accurate in that assumption. But I am excited, just like you, and uh, I'm also excited to not say a word about the Dolphins game because if if the if the win didn't show the game, we're not talking Dolphins Chargers. Chargers won. Follow me. All right, moving on to last night's Dallas Cowboys New Orleans Saints low scoring game. Joe or Joe? Jesus, my apologies. That's a, that's an honor. That's that's an honor. I did place a bet at the Rio. Just got in I t- as we checked in. Took my bags and I, I I placed a tease on the Saints up to eight and a half, and the under fifty. Explain the tease thing because I didn't know what that meant you until did, you yeah, told me. So guys and gals, a tease is basically you're allowed a six six or six and a half or seven point tease, but you have to do it with two 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 different components of a game. So for instance. The Saints were two-and-a-half-point underdogs. And I want to tease that so I get six points to use, but I have to tease it somewhere else to tie it. So I want to go, I want to go over a touchdown. Yeah. I want, so I got to eight-and-a-half. But I have to tie it to something else. You can tie it to another game or a total. And it was the only game left, so I decided to tease the under, but you get six points to build. You know, The under was 47-and-a-half. But I get to add six points to 53 and a half. Sometimes, another example was uh, teasing uh, the Chiefs. Chiefs did not cover minus seven. But if you use a six-point teaser and tease it down to minus one, you do cover. Yeah. That's one of, that's one of the benefits for using a tease. So, and it was a no-doubter. I won that, I won that bet very you, easily you yesterday. You know who else won some teases yesterday? Who's Gilbert. That? Gilbert. Oh, did, he did? He told me about that. boy, Gilbert? Yeah. During the lift ride. I had a nice run because I won that game. Even though the Cowboys lost, I was disappointed. You know, it was a slugfest. You know, the Cowboys' offense came down to earth. Uh, bad turnover, I thought. The, the Zeke turnover, I thought, was not a good call uh, in the middle of that game. I didn't like it either. I thought it was – I just I, – that, that's that's one of those games where the, the – uh, uh, to let the, the, the turnover play on and you can't challenge – you can't overturn it. It, it stays the same. Well, well that's also that's one tough. of those – well, like the, the call. call on the field. Who yeah, cares? Correct. 
that's one of those, we have the technology, who cares about the call on the field? And look, man, you, you were with some of your cowboy buddy friends, and your boy kept saying, this is the game. Your boy Jordan kept saying, like, this is the game where Dak gets paid. But it wasn't. And, and that, that kind of goes back to the Dak is not, you know, He's he's in that mold of a Jared Goff. I I probably like Jack, Dak a little better than Jared Goff, but he's in that mold. He didn't do anything special. Well, we're, we're only four games into um, a new offensive system, and uh, and also you know I'll remind you the the Cowboys beat the Saints last year thirteen to ten, so they're familiar with each other, and they play to their heart. Yeah, defenses are very good. Like yeah. the, the Saints defenses. It's a good defense at home, especially, and uh, I don't know. I just it wasn't a great game. It wasn't a great game for the Cowboys, and I think they have the Packers next. So, but we said this last week. Let's not get crazy on the Cowboys yet. They beat the Dolphins, they beat the Giants, and they beat the Redskins. Now they're playing some real teams, football teams. Yeah. So, it's let's pump the brakes a little bit before we start to crown. The Cowboys and the Saints, you know, however, are, are making are making it work. Like you see, Drew Brees, Drew Brees pumped. Well, we were right. I said I wasn't going to stress with oh, Teddy Bridgewater. Yeah. I said go five hundred. They're two and zero. They're going to go five hundred at least. Well, they, they, they need to go six games, right? They were yeah. They need one more. They need one They've more. Done their job. They'll be just fine. Yeah. Yeah, they have so many weapons. So I so you got to be feeling good if you're a Saints fan. Well, my buddy, my buddy Ty, uh, was with me last night, and he he, he bet on. Uh, no interceptions. Oh, this is amazing. No interceptions by Dak Prescott. And, he, and, and they had the Hail Mary. He's like, watch, watch this. And, of course, the last play of the game loses an even money bet with the, intercept, with the Hail Mary interception. That would crush me. Just, just a dagger. Yeah. That, <laughs> just that, a dagger. That would crush me. Uh, well, you just referenced two bad teams that the Cowboys beat. They also played each other yesterday. The Giants-Redskins. In our debut of Dwayne Haskins, Dwayne Haskins, and he showed up because Case Case started off the year solid and it's just, it's fallen off a cliff. But yeah. Dwayne Haskins was terrible. Here's his amazing debut stat line: nine of seventeen, 107 yards, three picks. Oh yeah, yeah. Although Daniel Jones came back down to earth as well. Daniel Jones is not great. No, that's 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 the, the to me the litmus test of how bad the Redskins are because the Giants didn't play very well. Yeah, Daniel Jones did not play great. But they couldn't. Redskins couldn't get off the field. Yeah, couldn't get off the field on third down. Penalties. You know, runs. Daniel Jones does one thing almost to elite level, which is he uses his legs. Can't get off the field. And the Redskins. You know, who who, who are we starting next week? They, they they obviously didn't have confidence in Dwayne Haskins. To, to start, they kind of bought him in because Case looks so bad. It, it, Colt McCoy. Are they waiting to bring Colt McCoy back in to like, with his one leg, to to be the quarterback? Jay Gruden, you will no no longer have a job. Knock on wood if you're with me. <laughs> I mean, are we are we in tank for Tua with the Redskins? Their own four. Looked terrible the last two games. Awful. You got to be in tank mode. I mean. You can't take for Tua when you just went out and got a, a guy, which all the reports are saying a house divided whether you wanted Dwayne Haskins or not. Yeah. I think uh, – so, so, so now – We need to clean that swamp. 
over you, you, there. You drain, oh, drain that swamp. Drain that swamp in the, in the DC based Redskins. Here's a weird. Here's a weird issue that I think the Redskins are dealing with, is because they went and, they went and got a quarterback with essentially a lame duck head coach. So usually you fire the coach and let the co- the, the head coach go get the quarterback. The new coach. And, and, and yeah, the new coach. You say, I'll live and die with my pick as the quarterback. Yeah. So now someone's got to come in and try to make Dwayne Haskins work. Yeah. Or are we going to see this trend by what the Cardinals started, which is like we're going to draft a quarterback for one year, and then we'll just ship him. Yeah. And we'll go get our, our guy, which I think is not a, a terrible model. Like, if you, if you and I believe that the, the young quarterback rookie deal is, a, is a, a cheat code to success, then just start drafting quarterbacks every couple years. Yeah. Well, that's the model, right? We've seen it. Build your team, and then you get that quarterback drafted. Or, or marry a, a supermodel and take a discount. Yeah. That's another way. That is another way. For the cheat code to work. Tom Brady, guys. <laughs> you, th- you think there's people who are not picking up on that? You think there's a guy who's like, who? Yeah. Is Derek Carr married to a supermodel? The Giants are two and two. It, it, was the Andy Ruther? They're not going to be below five hundred prediction. Is, is that coming into play now? Wow, I, th- I think all three of us liked over six wins. Um, Gallman played good enough yesterday. Two touchdowns. One or no, no, he caught one as well. Yeah, sorry, my bad. Um, but did beat Tampa Bay again. Let's not get crazy on the road, though. On the road, major comeback. Beat a terrible Washington team. They're gonna need some help with like some bad teams, but sure, some signs of life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. a game we have not talked about because it was the first game of the week. The Packers came back down to earth. We all got that right against Philly. We all got that one right. None of us foresaw that four down debacle. Oh my gosh! The goal line with Aaron Rodgers. You were so right to put that on on uh, social media because I had to. I had to put all four plays on. It's hard. To make Aaron Rodgers look unathletic. Yeah, and it happened. It happened. I, I would argue the first time ever. A weird scramble left, weird off throw. Like. I felt embarrassed watching it. <laughs> I mean, it's like what you and I look like when we throw. Yeah. It's like if I grabbed fucking Gilbert, the lift driver, and said, <laughs> hey, we're going to do a little two-man c- fucking combo. Do you want to have a catch? <laughs> Big win for Philly. I mean, it gave me as a guy who picked the Philadelphia Eagles to win the Super Bowl, which I, I no longer believe. But like, yeah, they needed that win. I mean, one and th- one and three and two and two is a, is a huge difference in the NFL. I agree, huge difference, and it leaves you with some questions, of course, for the Packers. Now, this is a new relationship, the quarterback and head coach. So, like you said, it's four weeks in. Still not a believer, though. You know, and and we saw this last year. I saw a stat on a little tug nug. Matt Lafleur called plays for one year in Tennessee, and they were in the bottom five in production. How did he get this job? It's a great tug nug. What, what, what did he do? You know, Tennessee, uh, you know, they looked good yesterday. Yeah, they did. did, did they, you know. By the way, Tennessee's two wins in Atlanta, in Cleveland. Yep. Two wins are on the road. And two losses, well, and one one loss was in Jacksonville. So they've only played one home game, and it was a loss to the Colts. Yeah. So that, that, that's good for them. They got some home games coming. Yeah, it's real good for them. 
Are they going to be better without Matt? If if they are a better offensive team without Matt Lafleur, then we've got we got a problem. We got a problem. I already foresee a problem. That four play sequence to me screams we have a future problem. Here's my issue: is that they have the Cowboys, I think, looming, and I I don't like that matchup for the Cowboys. I, yeah. I don't want to play Aaron Rodgers when he off a loss, which I think is coming up. Uh, so yeah, a lot of stuff to shake out. This this season is is such that. Not a lot of great football right now. Hopefully some progression on skills, some gelling of systems, and we'll get some a lot of fun. So yeah. my prediction is a lot of teams that we're just saying not be great right now, I think we'll find a path and, sure. and start to, to look better in the second half of the year. Well, let's briefly talk a little college football. Before we do that, Tug, I'm excited to get out of here. I'm wearing my favorite jogger sweatpants right now because they are the most comfortable i got these from my friends at figs i wore these yesterday on the drive they look like jogger scrubs most comfortable thing ever and i'll be honest you're wearing them on the ride back too wearing them on the ride back oh, too yeah. i personally would have worn them out last night but i do know that you know i don't want to be that guy who's wearing sweats out to the bars i asked you to wear uh you know you had to tell me yeah Bring a pair of pants. Yep. It's like you, it's like you don't trust me. Well, we, but you were right. It was, it was a slight chill. You were right, though. You, you wore a sweater, too. Yeah, I wore a sweater, but too. You, you would look good in those. You Thank wore, you. You could have worn those Thank pants. Thank you. They look great. The, the, the fix looks great. Guys, if you want a great pair of pants or scrubs, you should go ahead over to Figs. That's wherefigs.com. It's a great spot to get some great gear. They create the highest quality medical apparel so that medical professionals look their best, feel their best, and perform at their best every day. But you don't have to be a medical professional. That's what's so great about these. They're for anybody. Figs also gives back. That's what I love about that. They've been helping hundreds of thousands of people, and they've given sets to over 35 countries of people who need some help with some gear. So they're all doing a great humanitarian thing as well. So whether you are one of the awesome humans that work in healthcare or someone that wants to say thanks to these deserving folks at FIGS, FIGS is going to make that easy by providing you with 15% off your purchase by using promo code DIRTY. That's D-I-R-T-Y. Get ready to love your scrubs. So head to wearfigs.com. That's W-E-A-R-F-I-G-S.com and enter our code DIRTY at checkout for 15% off. And we're going to keep this brief because we do have to get on the road. Uh, but quickly, we forgot to mention, Vontez Burfecht suspended for the season. Do you like, dislike this move by the NFL on his head? It just feels like, you know, it feels like previous offender. That's what it is. Yeah. So. It's a previous offender hit. He's, to me, a non-entity. He was the captain. Yeah. I, I mean, I just don't follow the Raiders enough to, 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 uh, we'll see. I, it make, it's no opinion on me. I mean, it's I, I actually, to be honest with you, haven't even reviewed the hit yet. I yeah. see the hit to make an informed opinion. It's a repeat offender thing is basically what it is. And they also don't want more Antonio Browns. Let's not forget the last major, major, major hit Antonio Brown took was the Vontez Perfect where he put him into a coma during that Bengals Steelers playoff game. Antonio Brown has been the same since. Vontez Perfect. It's like he has his own strand of CTE. Like the Perfect CTE. Right? Like Vontez Perfect. Do you see what I'm saying though? Has Antonio Brown been the same since Vontez Perfect did that? The only thing I know is that he's going to 
tell us more about it on his YouTube page. Yeah, looking forward to that. Got some free time. Looking forward to that. He's also writing a, a, a five-page thesis about it for his uh, English 303 class at Central Michigan University. Should be a, should be a great read. Five-page. Here, here would be something funny. What would you rather do? Okay, this would be good. What would you rather do? Read Antonio Brown's paper that he has to write for his English class. I saw he's taking an English class. Or watch Vontez Perfect attempt to read that paper in front of a class. Who struggles more? Like, like what's worse, Antonio Brown's writing or Vontez Perfect reading it? I don't know about Vontez Perfect's reading comprehension, so I can't say <laughs> I can't say that. I'm assuming he reads well. His oratory skills are indeterminate. But I'm excited to see a guy put some energy into some writing. Yeah. Okay. I would love to yeah. read Antonio Brown. Yeah. I'd like to do a performance. Oh, yeah. Of I it. forgot you are a thespian. Thank you. People forget that. They just think a tug nug. They forget that this is a professionally trained actor. In front That's of right. Me. Not that I'm like scouring the web looking for tug nugs. It was wild. Last night we were at uh, Sand Dollar and somebody came up to tug and they go, Were you on How I Met Your Mother? Tuck signed their titty. <laughs> <laughs> At their request, I didn't just yeah. will. You know, I don't just sign those. Tug does not like me. Asking. Tug does not like me saying this at all. And did and uh, well, and I didn't mention it was a man's titty. <laughs> That's correct. That was that was that was during your That's correct. Uh, but no, back to Vontez Perfect real quick. I don't know. Like at this point, we're just going to start suspending guys. I really don't have a big take on it. I saw the the film. Like you said, it was a previous offender hit. Um, but I do know that um, they're trying to take this more seriously, so they're going to do things like. Is that. there a name that has the connotation of dirty player more in the NFL than Vontez Perfect? In recent memory, Dominican Sue used to have that moniker. That's kind of gone now. Yeah, in recent memory, nobody's like Perfect. I think that's his lasting legacy. Yeah. And in Cincinnati, he could get away with it because Marvin Marvin Lewis was basically the substitute teacher where kids just do whatever they want. That's what Marvin Lewis was. So now, you know, he's in a different spot. But I don't know how you come back from this at this point. He suspended the whole year without pay. Wow. Wow. I feel like Vontez Perfect, your bank account says zero. Knock on wood if you're with me. <laughs> Vontez Perfect, you are a guaranteed 30 for 30 in the future. Knock on wood if you're with me. Did you watch any college football? I know you watched Notre Dame UVA. I did. I was, uh, it was a game for a minute. I owe Joe some all-you-can-eat sushi. Oh, yeah, at our little spot in Santa Monica. Um, UVA, the quarterback Perkins, kind of a very unusual throwing motion. Kind of throws off his back heel. I know your boy, boy Cutter was DMing me. Drunkenly. Drunkenly. Some taunts. Taunts? Some post-game. For the record, Cutter went to Xavier. He didn't even go to Notre Dame. But that's fine. Yeah, His brother listen. went there. Yeah. He did compliment the UVA alums for being civil, which we are. <laughs> you guys are very civil. By the way, I don't even know what school Tug graduated from. I was trying yeah. to figure that Doesn't out last matter. night. Doesn't matter. When I was high, I was like, did he, go to, did he graduate from UVA? Did he graduate from William & Mary? Did he graduate from Michigan? Michigan? Did he graduate from Oklahoma? I'm a man of mystery. Did he graduate from the Dallas Cowboy Youth Academy That's Sports right. League? That's right. Um, so Notre Dame looked 
okay. Yeah. Didn't look great I'll to me. I'll be honest, that wasn't the most fun game to no. watch either. No. What I did enjoy watching was Clemson, North Carolina. Clemson has one of these games every year. Yeah. Unlike Alabama, which seems to never have one of these close games, Clemson always has one game a year where they should lose. And a lot of times they do. Syracuse. And they, and they do. Pitt. NC State. They just get up for Alabama. But, yeah, our boy Mac Brown. I love I love going for two. I don't like the play call. Yep. I love going for two to win. He's got house money. This is his first year. He's already won two games. This is house money. He's got the number one team in the nation on the ropes. I went and I saw they interviewed Mark Richt, former Georgia and Miami Hurricanes coach. And he's like, I don't do it. I don't go for it. And I'm like, and that's why you're not coaching, bro. I, lo- I love the move to go for it. Big deal. So now they're 2-2. Two and two. They just lost to Appalachian State the week before. Yeah. Imagine that turnaround. You lose from Appalachian State, then you beat the number one ranked Clemson team. I, I love the move to go for it. I didn't like the call. Well, I, I agree with you on both accounts. I, I, like, I, like, I think you have a chance to win it. What, what do you have two, two yards to win the game? You know? So, but you don't try to beat Clemson with speed. Like there's, no. something, there's something else. You don't try to stretch on Clemson. So that just seemed uh, like ill-advised. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's like it's, it's Clemson. Clemson always does this. This is not a surprise. And I wouldn't worry if I'm a Clemson fan. Although they do have younger guys. and Still have an elite quarterback. Yeah, though, yeah, yeah. That's the, that's the thing. And that's what Dabo Sweeney said in the interview. He said, look, we've won a lot of games in the last few years. This group, though, has not won a lot of games. But they still have the talent. They still have the athletic ability. And you're right. They still have the best quarterback probably in college football. Since Andrew Luck. I mean, all, all the – you know, everyone's talking tank for Tua. The tank for Lawrence thing is going to be real, real. Yeah. Everyone is lining up for this guy. And uh, my one regret is that he didn't go to Michigan. Although, Michigan looked elite. They're back. Oh, my God. They're 100% back, folks. Troller moron. <laughs> Fifty nine nothing is that right? Some sort of hurting, something like that on Rutgers. Rutgers, if you don't mess with Michigan, Michigan's too good. They're too hot. Harbaugh's back. Well, I find myself in a predicament with another big Ohio State. By the way, blew out Nebraska. Guys, most people who are under thirty do not realize how, how dominant good. Nebraska was. Oh my God, Tommy Frazier eras, dude. Tom Osborne. Tom Osborne was incredible. They they were so scary. Like their 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 unis were so ridiculous. Like they played on you know the night Orange Bowl games were amazing. They're yeah. just the shell of 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 a of school. Yeah. I don't. The the we talked about this the other day, but like the three teams that have moved to the Big Ten: Nebraska, Penn State, and Rutgers. What is what? Maryland. Maryland. Not Penn State. Penn State's been there for a minute. Thank you. Maryland, Rutgers, Nebraska. What? What is? What is? What are they adding what to the are conference? They doing? What are they adding to the conference? Nebraska was like Nebraska Oklahoma, like great rivalry. N- now no one cares. That's the worst part. That's the worst thing you can be. In, yeah. In sports is when people don't care. Yeah. I agree. And it's hard to watch. You just mentioned Maryland. Their student section got replaced by Penn State fans. Did you watch that game? Oh no! Friday night, it was, they didn't have school that day. They canceled classes to get all up for the game. 
Penn State comes in. Now I'm conflicted as a guy who likes to root hard against Penn State, you know, because they of their disgusting past that they basically denied, denied, denied forever. However, their starting quarterback is a St. Xavier High School fellow alum. A detent. Yeah. Between Andy Ruther. So I don't know what to do. And he looked well. His name's Sean. He looked. He played very well, I should say. His name is Sean Clifford. He's a, he's a redshirt sophomore. He's the current starting quarterback for Penn State, who I have trolled so hard that I showed up in a Joe Paw New Jersey for the Rose Bowl against USC. But here now I find myself rooting for a kid who went to my high school. This is how I lose sleep at night, guys. The hypocrisy. <laughs> I mean, the the king of hypocrisy. Has hypocrisy in his heart? I don't know. I don't know. I feel like... Now, is it possible to root for a player and not the team? I don't know. Guys, let us know. Yeah. Is, that, is, that, is, that, is that allowed? Can you... Can you root for the player but not the team? Can you stand against everything that that university... Allowed. Allowed and still root for one, the, 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 the prime player of that team? The quarterback of that team? Because if you're rooting for the player and he's doing well, the team's doing well. It's a great question. Last, remember Maryland and uh, when they when they're the ACC days, like foot their basketball, like the early 2000s, the one Dixon, you know, Maryland Duke. Like, I just miss those days when like Maryland, yeah. Maryland, the Big Ten is not the same. It's, it's not it's, the same. It's not the same at all. It's completely different. College, Big Five conference realignment changed everything. Well, Tug, look, i got to check out of this room in 14 minutes, which, which, which definitely is not happening. Definitely not doing the 12 o'clock checkout. We have to get back on the freeway. i got to get gas. Let's get moving. Grab a bite. I want to say a quick shout-out to my, my buddies, Jordan, Meb, Ty. These are my guys I come See, to I didn't want to say their names, but you want to you reveal their names? Why not? Okay, I yeah. That's why I was, like, saying your buddies. I was trying, I to, I was trying to be con- inconspicuous. Well, they, they – they, they're not going to listen to this. Um, and their address is. <laughs> <laughs> I was out with a couple of them uh, last night after we dropped you off. Went to the Palms. Played some blackjack. Wanted to get some sleep. I, part of my goal was to sleep in the hotel room, but I ran good. Up a few hundred in blackjack. Stayed up till 3 o'clock. And this is what I want to say Had about you. Had a great you. night. This is what I want to say about you if I can hop in here. Guys, the guy has two young kids. He's got a baby. He was, he was working off an hour sleep. They talk about the Michael Jordan flu game. This man in front of me, Mr. Tug Coker, had an hour sleep. I, I had three hours. I didn't have much, but I still had three hours sleep. And again, I'm not a dad, so all I got to worry about is myself. This guy had an hour sleep. We leave L.A. at 6 a.m. Doesn't miss a beat. He's gambling on his games. Coors Light and Baker. Coors Light and Baker. <laughs> Gave him the energy he needed. He did. A 24-ounce Coors Light with a nice, <laughs> freshly squeezed bottle of orange juice at the Chevron in Baker, California. This guy goes all day, all night. Me, who has nothing to worry about, taps out at about midnight, says, I'm going to hop in a lift. Gilbert's about to pick me up. I'm heading back to the Rio, and I'm asleep by 1230. Tuck Coker here, guys, is the real MVP. I just love winning Guys and gals, and we're going to find some winners. Keep finding winners. But, uh, yeah, a super fun day. 24 hours. 24 hours of Las Vegas, you and me, 
We came, we saw, we conquered. Let's pack this baby up, grab a sandwich, and get out of here. All right, let's do it. And, guys, Joe will be back on the next show, so we look forward to having No Chill back, as always. Follow us at The Dirty Sports on Instagram and Twitter. You can follow me at Andy Ruther. Subscribe, rate, review on iTunes. Drop your Twitter or Instagram handle, and I will send you two koozies. And I will also send you koozies if you use any of our promo codes, which are in the descriptions of this podcast. Follow my boy Joe Prano at Joe Prano on Instagram and at Fix Your Life on Twitter. And Tug Coker, where can people find you on social media? At Tug Coker on Twitter, at Tug Coker on Instagram. Big shout out to Joe. Joe, thank you as always for letting me fill your seat. Uh, look forward to seeing you uh, in uh, Venice soon. We'll be, I will be treating you to all you can eat sushi. Andy, thanks for joining me on this trip. Thank you for inviting me. All right, guys, that's the show. Have a great week. We'll see you soon. And most importantly, stay dirty.